Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and ESE Insight calling. It's impossible to understate just how devastating the news from Ukraine has been this week. These events are far, far bigger than the Eurovision Song Contest. But we, as a community, cannot help but to reflect on this conflict through our own personal experiences. The Eurovision Song Contest that was built on the principles of reconciliation and understanding once more is faced with the horror of war. While the Song Contest is, as the EBU states, not a political contest, it is not a contest that is apolitical. You have postcards promoting the host country. You have national identities and cultures. You have the validation of the individual countries simply because they are on the stage and part of the international broadcast. The Song Contest has the potential to be used as a vehicle of soft power by those with ill intention, and this must be guarded against. But the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia are not those in political power. And this is one of the Song Contest's greatest strengths. The contest allows people to connect and understand each other. Many of us in the community have been posting our memories of visiting Kiev for the contests in 2005, 2013 and 2017. For us, there are no faraway countries. They're just memories of people and places, of beauty and of awe. Through Eurovision, we have all visited different countries, met different people, found enduring friendships, fallen in love, learned of distinct cultures and now the frightening absoluteness of conflict. To our friends that we know and our friends that we are still to meet, stay safe, stay strong. You're in our hearts and we love you all. Right, we're going to go through the national selection results, the country news, what's in the diary for the next seven days worth of shows. But it is going to feel a little bit weird. You know, it's a fast moving situation in the world as it is. So we're just kind of, we're going to do the news pod, but we're just going to focus in on the facts that have happened and are going to happen. Okay, we are, of course, looking forward to that grand final on Saturday, the 14th of May, the two semifinals, Tuesday, the 10th, Thursday, the 12th of May. There are no ticket details in terms of going on sale, but we do know that the capacity of the hall is going to be set at 65% in the Paleolimpico, so it's about 8,450 capacity, depending on what staging elements are going to be used in there. As always, keep an eye out for refundable accommodation and travel, and things will change as we go through March and April and into May. Okay, so in terms of the results, we'll start with the internal selection news, which comes from Ukraine. Uh, again, stay with the facts here. Earlier this week, Ukrainian public broadcaster UAPBC selected Kalush Orchestra to represent the country. They finished second in the national final vidbeer behind Alina Pash, who withdrew last week. In terms of the competitive results over the last weekend, good number of songs selected that are definitely going to be going to Turin. Uh, we'll start off in Croatia with the uh, contest at Dora. Uh, a really, really strong win here. Uh, Points-wise, uh, from Croatia's Mia Dimsik, uh, Guilty Pleasure topped both the jury and the televote. 14 ran. 
Malta Next Malta Eurovision Song Contest taking place over three nights a semi-final on Thursday uh, saw 22 performers taken to the stage uh, and only lost to five of them uh, going through to the grand final on a Saturday night uh, clean sweep of the televote and the jury vote there for Emma Muscat with her song Out of Sight heading to Turin there 17 ran over in Norway, one of the biggest earworms of the season so far uh, took victory in MGP with a highly visual Give That Wolf a Banana from Subwoofer working through the various rounds before winning the final head-to-head against Northkid and their song Someone. It looks like the mystery of who is under those bright yellow wolf masks is going to keep running until May. Ran. Poland, following some heavy rumours in 2021, which came to nothing, Ochman is now going to be singing for Poland in Eurovision 2022, winning through the national final there with his song River, a dark and moody number, uh, got to the super final, uh, a runoff against Daria and Unmute, but in there picked up more than 50% of the vote. Ten Ran. Following a seven-day It's Like a Mini San Remo in a smaller hall, San Marino's national final week came to an end with the larger-than-life mainstay of many provocative San Remo moments winning through. Achille Lara will be at the Eurovision Song Contest flying the flag of the most serene republic with the song Stripper. Lots ran. Uh, over in Slovenia, we've been watching the continued success of those winning entries from their newcomers part of EMA, EMA Fresh. Uh, and we all noted that the four that made it through to the main EMA all made it through to the grand final. Would that good news story of a newcomer winning the whole thing come true Netflix style? Well, yes. Yes, it would. LPS and Disco lifted the trophy there. We'll be representing Slovenia 12 ran. Oh, and LPS, it stands for Last Pizza Slice. That'll get your trivia quiz at some point in the next 10 years. Uh, finally, uh, intermediate round in Sweden, heat three of Melody Festivalen, uh, topping the vote in the first voting window, getting a direct ticket through to the final there was Faith Kakembo and her song Freedom. Also joining her direct to the final is popular reality TV judge Anders Bag on what looks to be a very strong personal vote. Could well be great for winning Swedish votes, but international juries and maybe then a vote at Eurovision. We'll just have to see. Third and fourth places head to the semi-final. That's Kazi Opai and Lisa Miskovsky. Seven ran. In terms of country news, it's more filling out the diary here. Belgium's song reveal from Jeremy McKees will take place on the radio on March the 10th. First live performance looks to be happening in one of the preview shows the next month. Uh, Montenegro, uh, just before that, on the March the 4th, we'll get Montenegro's song from Vladana. And just before that, on March the 3rd, we'll get S10 song from the Netherlands, also picking up its debut on radio. <laughs> Okay, what have we got show-wise coming up for you to watch in the next seven days? Well, depending on when you listen to the podcast, Saturday morning, uh, UK time, uh, will be the Australian national final. Uh, So you've got a chance to watch that over breakfast. In the evening, it's the national final in Finland. UMK comes to a close. The first semi-final in Iceland and the fourth heat 
in Sweden's Melody Festival. And Thursday, uh, we've got the first semi-final in Serbia. Friday is the second semi-final, as well as the German national final there as well. It's a one-shot to choose Germany's song for Europe. Uh, and just for you, for those of you keeping track for next Saturday, that's the 5th of March, it's the grand finals in Denmark and France, Romania and Serbia, along with the second semi-final in Iceland, the first semi-final in Portugal, and Melody Festival in semi-final as well. Uh, preview parties, we've got details uh, of uh, Eurovision in concert. It is coming back in Amsterdam. It's going to be on April the 9th. More details at their website. London Eurovision party on April the 3rd. Tickets went on sale Friday morning. There may or may not still be some left, uh, so do check them out on London Eurovision on Twitter. Uh, they've also confirmed host uh, Paddy O'Connell is returning along with Suri, who sung for the UK back in 2018, and the venue is going to be London's Hard Rock Cafe. Also, of course, we still have Barcelona's Eurovision party on March the 26th, and Madrid's uh, Eurovision Spain pre-party over on April the 15th and 16th. That's it for now. Stay safe. Be kind to each other. Ciao for now. This week's ESC Insight News podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence and written by the team at ESC Insight. www.escinsight.com <laughs>